I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Preach the Peach. I'm Sage. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the co-founders of Peach Pack, an online community that is having pretty radical conversations about womanhood. We're bringing late night sleepover chats from behind closed doors straight to your ears. On this week's episode of Preach the Peach, we talk about platonic and romantic love. Like, why do we put romantic relationships on a pedestal? And do we secretly want to fuck our friends? (laughs) We then ask each other to share our top five qualities we look for in both romantic and platonic partners. Spoiler, there's a twist. All right, let's get into it. We're starting this episode with a new segment. Yeah, what is Our it? really good friend, his grandma has the sweetest, cutest little thing that she does for people when they move into a new house. Or I think she kind of actually just gives it to whoever wants mm. it. But basically, we got it as a housewarming gift. I say we, but when Troy, my brother, like moved into his home um, and I moved in with him, we got this bowl. And it's a bowl of words. And what you do is you place the bowl at the front door of your house mm-hmm. and you take a word out of the bowl when you're leaving. And that word is meant to set the intention for the, the rest intention. Of the, yeah, like set, set the own. tone of the day. Exactly. According to that word. Exactly. So some examples will give you some like youthful, trusted, respected, <laughs> and then... Yeah, and so if you pick up one of those words, that's your word of the day. Yeah. So we've got the bowl. <laughs> we've got the bowl in front of us yeah. with some words. And Alyssa's going to put her hand in and close Not her looking. eyes. No looking. Peaceful. Peaceful. This podcast wait, is going to be peaceful. Wait, wait, wait. What? I'm freaking out. Why? It's Libra season. Peaceful. Peaceful. Libra. is a Libra. I am a Libra, but Libra season, Libras are peacemakers. I definitely identify as a peacemaker specifically within my family. Like, I just don't want any, I don't want any problems. I don't want any conflict. I want peace. And Mm. yesterday or a few days ago, it became October. October. And this is our first podcast of October. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm freaking out. The stars. We were meant to. Okay. And can I just say, disclaimer, we literally thought of this segment like a minute ago. Well, this is when it wigs me out. Like, the universe just knows. It knows. Great. Intention set. 
peaceful it is. Okay, what are we talking about today, love? Today's episode, we're going to be talking about platonic love and romantic love. Obviously, we don't recognize that the two are necessarily in opposition to one another. Mm. I just think we think it's interesting that society kind of puts them against like you have to have one or the other. Yeah. Um, Or it's like you have certain people in your life who are romantic partners and certain people in your life who are platonic partners yeah and there's no overlap there's no overlap which which is yeah i don't necessarily think that's true yeah let's talk about romantic partners first okay so this is something i think growing up Mm. it's like put on a pedestal this is the dream Mm -hmm. to have a romantic partner to have that that person yeah you know, like, like your person your person yeah mm-hmm. i did have a high school boyfriend mm, um, both, of us did. both of us did and yeah i think i mean i think there's a range of reasons why romantic relationships are put on a pedestal mm. um and we can unpack some of those yeah i feel like the two glaring things are like the patriarchy and then monogamy being like the the foundation of mm. what I guess it looks to be normal in our society. Yeah. So I think because we're told from such a young age that our focus is, you know, to find that one, to get married, to reproduce, then mm-hmm. that's almost where the um, obsession obsession lies. Yeah. And then platonic relationships. So a platonic relationship is a relationship that falls out side of a romantic and sexual partner so that Mm -hmm. could be a friendship a colleague so i'm wanting to clarify this so Mm. does the sexual aspect of a relationship only fit within the mold like traditionally fit within the mold of a romantic partner yeah i think so and i think that's related to monogamy monogamy religion even because it's like you're only supposed to be having sex with someone who you're married to right Right. like really that's like obviously a religious belief right um but i think that that's like infiltrated our societal norms Mm. um so like sex is associated with love and marriage and i think that that's i mean now we could totally separate yeah we could totally separate like sex and romantic partners because yeah i mean you can have sex with anyone anyone and not feel Mm. a thing so yeah i think i think they can be separated but traditionally then they're not right okay that makes sense i remember a few years ago there was that video on youtube that went viral of like they interviewed heterosexual friends and asked them would you sleep with your friend i remember this video you remember and um in like every single scenario what at least one person was like yeah i would and it kind of got people questioning like can platonic relationships work when you're uh attracted to that sex so what do you think about that do you think you can have a true relationship and friendship with someone um of the opposite sex and there not be any form of sexual intention whether that's by felt from you or the other person i think so i don't know if i'm naive but i feel like i have a lot of Mm. um male friends in my life that i relate to purely platonically yeah 
But I mean, maybe like when I was younger, there was that curiosity of like, what would this look like? Mm. But, and maybe that's the point is like, there always exists that. But I mean, no, like there's so many of our <laughs> friends that I'm just like, no, that never yeah, we- crossed my mind. So I do think it is possible. I just think you're fighting against the norm of like, there is something romantic there that it can't just be purely yes. platonic. I, yeah, I feel like if people related to sex differently and if mm. it wasn't so tied to romance, then mm. we wouldn't have a problem with saying like, yeah, maybe I do think of my friends in a sexual way. But mm. like, that's fine because it's not necessarily tied to romance. Yeah. I mean, like I have so many guy friends who I don't think of in that way and I do think they're platonic relationships. But, you know, people say like, oh, but if it really came down to it, like, would you have sex with them? And it's like, well, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> thinking about that because like, would you have ever fucked? <laughs> <laughs> no. You can believe that name. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or- no. <laughs> would you have? No. <laughs> Maybe. No. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. No, no, no. I'm disgusting. <laughs> so we've got these two categories now. Yeah. At school, how did you relate to these things? Do you think you said earlier how, like, we both said earlier how, you know, we grew up really idolizing mm-hmm. romantic partners and having a boyfriend having a girlfriend yeah how do you think that played out at school with you and your friendships and your partner yeah I think my partner in high school I I think becomes naturally like that's your person like Mm. the person you grow up with um yeah kind of like your best friend I think that's often the narrative is Mm. your boyfriend girlfriend you know you merge into becoming best friends because you're just spending so much time with one another and I think in high school for me that was very much the case we spent so much time together I think probably as I got older yeah my relationships with my girlfriends were often probably put to the backbench I think that's the saying because I would um spend a lot of time with him so yeah I think that had huge implications of when we then broke up and then I was like oh shit like my whole world's been in this like romantic relationship where have my like platonic relationships been yeah um and then kind of left feeling stranded like holy shit like why have I invested so much of my Mm. time and energy solely into this one person, which I think is also a fault of monogamy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it was very like binary for me. Like it was, you know, I had my boyfriend, that's where my energy and time was. And my friendships were kind of, you know, important, but very much secondary. Yeah, I totally relate. I think with my first partner in high school, I was the same like especially those first relationships Mm. you're like you become so obsessed and it's your first love and I really fell into that and um put a lot of time and energy into him um I think I definitely I'm sure you're the same but I don't feel like I I trusted my friends just as much and would confide in them Mm. but there was that underlying feeling of like this person gets me like no one else Mm. um and I can I 
don't have to hide anything. I can trust them with like my whole heart. Mm. Um, and I don't think I felt that to the same extent with my Your girlfriends, friends. which, and I don't think it was because the friendships weren't good enough. Like yeah. they were, you know, some of them are still my closest friends. Yeah. Um, it's more just like, it's the, how we as a society place those relationships mm. on a pedestal. Yeah. And then the your the relationships that fall outside of that you just don't you don't feel the need to put in as much time and energy into mm. those relationships yeah totally. and I think as well with like it falls into the like competition thing with girls but it's like especially during high school there's so much unfortunately it's like I mean we can talk to our own experience but there was a lot of like Bitch, not bitchiness, but it's just like you know, bitch. It's high school girls, yeah. It's like com- competitive and bitchy, yeah. and who's hotter. And so it's like when you find a partner, and you it's don't like feel like you need to, yeah, you don't. You feel like you don't need to be competitive with them, you know. Yeah, which is so problematic. <laughs> like you know, I don't want. That's horrible that we felt that way. Like why are girls yeah. made to feel that way and yeah. feel like we need to compete with each other? Like imagine we're taught to put in that same time and energy Mm. into our friendships yeah I remember though it also happening for like my boyfriend at the time like his friends like and you know like up until recently I've always Mm. heard our friends like joke around like this but giving him shit for like spending a lot of time with me and you know choosing me over the boys or you're so fucking whipped (laughs) which we have one friend that still fucking uses that terminology and we know you're listening and (laughs) it's outdated stop fucking using it but yeah i think it's um yeah it works at yeah. least from my experience, it, it happened twofold. Like, I definitely experienced probably... Wait, sorry. Sorry, I just had to interrupt you. But don't you what? think it's so unfair that for girls in high school, it is celebrated. It's like, um, you have a boyfriend, you have a partner. Like, it's just like the best thing ever. But yeah. for the, the boys, it's like, oh, yeah, oh you're, you're whipped. Yeah. And it's like, boys <laughs> can't be in serious down. relationships. They have to get with lots of people at parties. And like, yeah. that's a unfair yeah, standard. standard. To yeah, I don't even know. I'm just in like, because all of this stuff is just like, obviously, the patriarch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, obviously, the you know yeah. that I was told to put all my time and energy into something when I have the patriarchy glaring at me mm. but I'm also doing this because I had a conversation with that same friend about like using the patriarchy as like a blanket like mm. oh it's because of the patriarchy that we experience our lives like this even though that's true he was struggling the right. irony, this man was struggling yeah. to understand like how the patriarchy is kind of used as like just a blanket for every problem right well i feel like it's tiring having to explain yeah how specifically the patriarchy comes into place when like it's so ingrained that to try unpack it every single time oh my God. it's exhausting it's exhausting I it's literally- just like the patriarchy exists like if you really want to understand how it's like impacting certain situations and whatever like you do your own research but like i don't want to have to try explain what the patriarchy is every single time we talk about these issues yeah and also like 
it is an obvious thing. Don't discredit <laughs> my experience yeah. because like, oh, you're sick of the blanket of the patriarch. Yeah. Shamie's going to get really yeah. upset about this conversation. But nonetheless, I think it's important that, yeah, these ways we related to young love um, being heterosexuals at a co-ed school mm. were very much um, through the lens of the patriarchy and also like we yeah we were just told that you know it would be the best thing ever to have a boyfriend and then yeah. you achieve that and then it's like you want to hold on to that for all dear life because yeah, yeah that's that's what's, a safe place yeah and, important and that's what's important yeah anyway um but i think why we want to talk about this topic is specifically is because we're at a place in our relationship mm. where now I, you know, with my partner, I, I have the same expectations of him yeah. as I do you yeah, and as I do a lot of my girlfriends. Um, and I don't think that that's a normal thing. And I think, you know, I didn't have that in high school. Mm. I very much had my boyfriend who, you know, provided me with all my needs yeah. um, and my friends who, you know, provide me with certain needs. But now I'm at a place where I'm like, well, actually what I expect from my boyfriend now is everything I expect from him, I expect from you as well. Yeah. Is that like polyamory as well? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like, well, beyond, so take remove the sexual aspect Yeah. in terms of, the allocation of energy, time, value. Yeah. I think that's at the heart of it. Yeah. And I'm not complaining about (laughs) that. Like, I think people get really disappointed Mm. when their romantic partner um, fails to provide them with Mm. a specific need. But it's like, wait, not everyone's perfect. Not Mm. everyone can, not one, sorry, one person can't fulfill every single one of your needs. Mm -hmm. And if we recognize that then i think we can recognize that there may be other people in our lives yeah who can fulfill those needs and that's what i've recognized like you know sam can provide me with so many amazing beautiful things but there are some things he can't and yeah and that's where i turn to you and that's where yeah. i turn to you know the other relationships in my life I think it's really interesting as well because I was actually speaking about this with um my therapist <laughs> who is like obviously I turn to Sage for like a lot of therapeutic <laughs> advice but there's sometimes where I'm like this poor woman I am like <laughs> just uttering like such that's what they're bullshit. there for no I'm saying in reference to you oh. like I need my therapist because sometimes <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm here for <laughs> I know but like sometimes it's just good to get like the expert opinion yeah definitely um, but she said to me love is not a quantifiable thing so it's not like just because someone else Um, is in a relationship has love for someone else that is compromising your their love for you yes so it's like being able to recognize that those two loves are very different and it doesn't mean that one is lesser than or more insignificant Mm -hmm. it's just like that they're purely different Um, and it's the same with like we talk about this with platonic relationships with girls like or at least our experience in our friendship group, um, this notion that stems from high school. It's like you have to, you know, your relationships compromise with 
your best friend if they're investing in other relationships Mm -hmm. like it's pulling on that insecurity that there's nothing real to that because love isn't quantifiable it's so So it's just different anyway love that so we separately Mm. wrote down and i'll tell you why i i thought we should do this in Mm. a second but basically we wrote down five of our biggest needs yeah of a romantic partner and a platonic partner Mm. do you have yours i do but i'm gonna do a little like um what are those things when you like feel like you you've hacked the system Uh, because i'm gonna be like well um you've um cheated the system yeah like mine my needs are the same (laughs) (laughs) which is the whole point of the podcast whole whole point no because mine are also the same (laughs) (laughs) both of us probably thought we were being like so revolutionary so funny no because that's the reason why i thought of us doing this because i knew i was like well i think my needs of my romantic partner are exactly the same as my platonic but I wanted to see if you also felt that way I mean besides like I wrote (laughs) I wrote besides getting freaky deaky with me in the bedroom (laughs) which would be like for not even a romantic partner that a sexual partner could fulfill why you don't want to be sexual with me (laughs) 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 but like no thank you that's okay that's okay okay what are your top five i'm gonna start with my first one my first one is for someone to strike a balance between challenging me and being compassionate so Mm. holding me accountable but also being understanding as to my needs at a given time nice yeah so i'm packing that like i i love someone that can call me out of my bullshit and be like what the fuck like I say this to you all the time. Like, mm. if I'm being rogue and weird, like, say <laughs> what's going on. Mm. But also being able to level with me and understand that if I am feeling a bit fragile, if I am feeling a bit sad, being compassionate with that. Yeah. So that balance. No, that makes so much sense. I I didn't have that. Well, what's mm. your first one? My first one is I wrote unconditional love. And I said, I never want to guess or feel insecure in how the person feels about me. Mm. Like I just, and it doesn't, I don't need um, words of affirmation. I don't need that person to constantly tell me. I think it's just this like underlying feeling Mm. of being loved. I love that. Well, I think that's because my second one is honesty. Yep. And I think... I'm reading now what I wrote Mm. and it actually doesn't make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) What did you say? I want you in all of your glory. No fake shit. I don't like, I don't know what (laughs) that means. But I think what I mean with honesty is in a similar respect, like, like the vulnerability of being, of, I don't know, just knowing how that person feels about you and being honest in how you feel about that person. Yeah. Not being afraid to say it. And Yeah. Yeah, no, love that. My second one was quality time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> it's now I'm like, why did I write these things? But <laughs> you must I be. like quality time as well. I know. It's hard it's to pick five. Like yeah. obviously we have a million. Yeah. It's just like yeah. Whatever. <laughs> My third one is laughter. Mm. Because I think it's even though like 
you'll appreciate this. I have a really random sense of humor. Mm. Like I don't find things funny that often like mm. or i find the things funny that like you don't f- what generally people find funny yeah. i don't think you find yeah, funny no. like you have a very niche <laughs> sense of humor but i love laughing with someone like i like the feeling of like lightness that yeah. you feel from laughter which is like just pure joy yeah. so i think being able to share that with both platonic and romantic partners is very important to me. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what I've realized with humor and me is that me. I I think humor is best when it's personal. So I think like you and I mm. find certain things hilarious that <laughs> only we would get. Yeah, that's Or I true. think of like Troy and I, like yeah. there are very specific <laughs> things that would make us like yeah. die of laughter. That- and that's the best though when yeah. you have that. Yeah, exactly. So Sorry, can I just say, I didn't even mention Sam there, my boyfriend. And it's not because that just proves that like, I don't necessarily, I know a lot of people really need humor um, and like prioritize that in a romantic mm. partner. But I don't feel that way. I I get my, my laughs mm-hmm. from you and other friends and siblings and that's okay. Yeah. I feel like he does make you He laugh. does make me laugh. He really <laughs> does. Very... No, he does make me laugh. It's just like not yeah, top not of my your... list. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you have any more? No. Well, yeah. Weren't we told for five? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you'd like put your phone away. Oh, You're like, I'm over this. <laughs> Wait, but you say your, what's your third? Oh, okay. So I said physical affection for romantic. These were my two different ones. Okay. Um, I said physical affection. And then for my platonic relationship, I said communication. Mm. Um, but then when I thought about it, I, I think I still rely on physical affection with platonic Mm. relationships like I think it just even with you like when you come over yeah like remember that day when you were feeling like a bit low and like we hadn't really we had a few friends over you came over and I could tell you were feeling like just a bit shitty yeah and we were interacting a bit weirdly because of it (laughs) yeah and then I was like just wait I yeah I yeah. went over to her and like hugged her and just like yeah. sat with her on the couch and like I needed that and I think yeah you needed that too it's like, I was, like that physical net. affection like sometimes mm. you don't want to have to unpack everything and no. talk about things like sometimes you just need that reassurance 100%. through physical touch yeah yeah I think that's definitely something that I value yeah okay my fourth one is I want you to be curious with me. Mm. So in the way- I love that. Yeah, I think being open-minded and being willing to like just explore or go on like random little adventures and, Mm. you know, I think- in general, I try and say yes, but I'm an I'm a woman of comfort, so I don't always say yes to things. Mm. So it's good. Like I feel like the two of us, even when I reflect on our experiences in LA together, mm. like there were so many random weird nights that we had just because we were curious about mm-hmm. like being open to what that city had in store for us. Yes, definitely. Um, and the same goes like going into the summer here in Melbourne as things start opening up. Like we always talk about like going for dinners mm. and like random picnics or whatever it may be, like just being curious and you to want, explore. Yeah, you want that person to be curious with you. Yeah, that makes be curious sense. with me. <laughs> what about you? Um, My fourth one, loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds lame, but... 
I love loyalty. I love loyalty. Yeah. It's really it's, important. It's so important. And I think, yeah. And I think, um, I think going back to what we were talking about with like high school and like girl culture, mm. I think a lot of girls don't, ex- don't feel loyalty from their friends because mm. like, from movies and pop culture, it's like girls are backstabbing. Girls talk about each other behind their backs. Girls mm. are bitchy. So we think we have to take on that role. I was like, no, I love you. I'm going to be loyal to you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really gross, <laughs> gross, gross, like stereotype of girls and like a really just mm. horrible things that girls feel like they need to take on in high school yeah i don't know i wonder if it's changing yeah i actually don't know there's so many things nowadays with the way school like obviously the structure is more or less the same but the culture inside schools is kind Mm. of changing a bit yeah so maybe maybe it has high school girls hit us up yeah let us know let us know how do you what's what's girl culture like at school okay Um, our last shit last one i don't like what i said because oh, i kind of why? said it for the oh i've got one love it let's hear it i don't want your judgment i want your support mm. as a friend and i think that comes down to unconditional love it's like i want your unconditional well not unconditional support if there's something i'm doing and you're like no Alyssa, then call me out on it but, but as a but whole that is unconditional support yeah and it also, it's with no judgment. Yes. I don't ever want to feel insecure in that you're judging me for yeah. things that I'm pursuing or things that I'm doing, which I think I have felt before in romantic relationships, mm. but I've never felt that necessarily in platonic relationships. But yeah, mm. that's something that I really value is judgment-free zone. Yeah. With that, we're humans and we make mistakes. And yeah. I feel like the worst thing is when you make a mistake mm. and someone meets you with judgment instead yeah. of wanting to understand or unpack that with yeah. you and provide support. And I think it comes down to putting people on pedestals. Yeah. Like at the ev- at the end of the day, everyone's imperfect. Like yeah. no one's going to live up to this. Like even where we're speaking about all these ideals, like there's no one that is going to be able to necessarily tick every single box. There's people that are going to be aware of these things and try carry them in their day-to-day interactions, but people fuck up. And I mm. think, you know, we need to be more kind to yeah. people's like redeemable qualities. Um, yeah. But yeah, no judgment. I fucking hate feeling judged. Yeah. <laughs> Which enough. stems from high school probably. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Out. And I think in terms of being vulnerable and making mistakes, mm. I think we're not afraid we're not afraid as much to make mistakes or to like tell our romantic partner when we feel like we've messed up or fucked up or whatever because of that that unconditional love. Mm. But because we don't we're not taught that those platonic friendships are unconditional love we're afraid to fuck up because we think Mm. that person is not going to be as understanding as a romantic partner or as like or as a family member like it's more earth shattering exactly holy shit but like it's but that's the thing like i i think if we rewire ourselves Mm -hmm. and have those same expectations Mm -hmm. like if i fucked up i would want you to tell me yeah honestly you know and i would never because i feel that unconditional love yeah i think as well linked to that i'm gonna add in a final one for me 
is like a degree of self-awareness because with Mm. being able to fuck up and acknowledge that you have fucked up I think yeah there's an assumed level of I'm aware of myself Mm. I don't know like the thought of trying to like romantically pursue someone who isn't self-aware I'm like oh Mm. god Mm. (laughs) and I think all my friends and like the people that I choose to spend you know that we spend our times with are all very self-aware people yeah my uh lame we can't we spoke about it but my last one <laughs> was honesty yeah <laughs> honesty yeah. yeah well the point of that exercise was to show that the overlap the overlap you know there's no difference or at least for us like yeah. i expect the same things from you and my friendships as I do my romantic partner. And I think it just mm. opens such a beautiful, like it it takes your relationships to the next level when you get rid of those barriers with your friendships and you're like, I need you just mm. as much as I need my partner. Yeah. It's like, that's amazing. Like that's, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, I do have a burning question for you though. Oh, on that okay. Note. okay. If the line between romantic love and platonic love is blurred, yeah. what pushes your partner to the edge of being like that romantic love? And why isn't he just a platonic love that you fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying because we've talked about how, the only difference between my relationship with you and Sam mm. is the sexual aspect. Yeah. But and like what makes me then classify him as romantic, my romantic partner. Yeah. To you. Well, that's where I think labels come in. Mm-hmm. Like I view it in that way. I view Sam as like a person in my life mm. that fulfills a lot of my needs. Yeah. One of those being sexual. Yeah. But I feel that exact same thing with you yeah mine is a sexual part we went to LA together mm. there were like two years of our lives mm. where like we I, remember I spent so mm. much more time with you we slept in the same <laughs> bed like every single night yeah. we lived in London together we lived in LA together and so I prioritized you then you yeah know, over Sam because I think the crux of my question is more like if that's the case like that your partner can exist as like a platonic love that you do have sex with then what's to say then I guess it's the issue around monogamy like mm, then aren't we then supposed to not supposed to there's nothing like supposed about it but like I think what you know what I mean what we're talking about here is like anti-monogamy irrespective of sexuality like irrespective of the sex like I don't believe in monogamy in terms of in terms of the emotional side yeah to relationships yeah like I don't believe in one person giving you everything that you need but then sexually why yeah that's a good question that's the I think Maybe that's should, my question yeah. like when we like yeah. I really unpacked it that's the question I have right like if I feel that I can get emotional support from like multiple people yeah why don't i feel that way about sex yeah Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah Yeah, i i think i think we should do an episode on yeah monogamy yeah monogamy and i think this episode really touched on like yeah non-monogamy in terms of emotional needs yeah 
sexually, that's a different, yeah, different ball game. Yeah. And something I think I'm still wrapping my head around. Yeah. Um, but if you want an episode, I'm not answering <laughs> your question. <laughs> She's doing classic deflection yeah, right now, which I'm is de- so fair enough. Yeah, I'm deflecting the question because, yeah. A, I think it will be a really interesting podcast and we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. But B, I also just don't know what I think about that. Because, yeah, I can confidently say I am non-monogamous with my time, value, time, energy. Exactly, for that emotional for emotional relationships sexual relationships i don't know a bit different yeah because do you know what i mean when i was saying the whole like there's no like that's not where i'm questioning because i'm just like that is so self-evident to me you as a person like obviously i can so see that to be true the question is like whether even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, that applies to yeah. sexuality and sex. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's it called? Cliffhanger. Woo. Obviously, these are pretty like big topics, but they're also just you know your day to day relationships. Yeah, like, you know. You yeah. Know? No, and I think they're just so important. We always say this, but like so important, important to have. But I really do think they are because. I don't know. I just think it's pretty unique and special, the relationships we have with our friendships. Yeah. And a lot of us have romantic partners. A lot of us don't. And just to, um, yeah, be able to have really special relationships mm-hmm. with all different types of people in your yeah. life is really important. Yeah. So may this be the podcast that you listen to and then you're like, whoa, I'm rewiring. I'm recalibrating yeah. where I spend my time and energy because it should not just be yeah invested in that romantic mm-hmm. lover. And all sorry, I just have one more thing to say. <laughs> but I think the best way to go about this is like tell your friends what you yeah. expect from them. Tell them like you made me feel shit today or yeah. I love you so much yeah. or like just what you expect from a romantic partner. Yeah. Give that and communicate that with your friendships. 100%. Because, yeah, leave you with that top tip. (laughs) (laughs) Sage's top tip (laughs) for flourishing (laughs) friendships. If you're in a relationship like ours, well, do the work. Ha, ha, ha.